Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Recovery Guy Podcast. Of course, my name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy. I'm um, pretty excited. I just uh, got back from California on Friday. And if you've seen some of my uh, TikTok and Instagram uh, posts, uh, they were surrounding Seal Beach and the pier and the uh, wonderful uh, incentive I feel spiritually and physically and mentally when I get in that uh, neighborhood. So uh, it is good to be back in studio. It is good to be back uh, amongst you all uh, in front of this uh, microphone. You know, I just ventured out into TikTok as of recently, and you you have all been so great, gracious to me, and the follows and the likes and the messages. And we're going to deal with one message today, but I just really want to thank you for your support and your encouragement. Obviously, recoveryguy.org, uh, major podcast channels. Uh, we're back up on Stitcher now. So Stitcher and Spotify and iHeart and uh, Apple Podcasts. You can get a complete list um, uh, on our website, recoveryguy.org. Also follow me on Instagram, recovery underscore guy, uh, at recoveryguy on TikTok, at Recovery Guy 1986 on Twitter, The Real Recovery Guy on YouTube with about 38 videos. Check me out, share the love, because at the end of the day, with all my flaws, I really believe in recovery. I'm a big 12-stepper. Of course, I make no apologies for that. I'm a born-again Christian. I make no apologies for that whatsoever. I believe in a higher power. I believe in 12 steps. I believe in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I believe in sponsorship. I believe in sponsoring. I believe in going to meetings. I believe in doing a complete 180 from who I used to be to who I ascribe to be today. And it says, half measures availed us nothing. When I was out there ripping and running, I was all about half measures. I was all about whatever it took to make my feel good, feel good. And that worked right up until I looked in the mirror and I realized I was going to die. And drastic changes needed to be made because of the drastic circumstances. And I'm so grateful I went into the Nevada Treatment Center. I'm so grateful to Tom Bennett and the rest of the uh, the staff there, Doc Irv, I'm so grateful that they introduced me to The Turning Point and everyone else that I met along the way, including my sponsor, Jack Fisher, who passed away three years ago, and my current sponsor, Slow Will, who I've knew, known since inception of my recovery back in February of 1986. I had that relapse, came back to recovery in April 25th of 1986, and I've only looked back when it could benefit you or me. I no longer look back using my past as a two by four to remind me of what a POS 
I was, right? Because it's all value. It's all moving forward today. Uh, my past is only necessary. It says we do not regret the past, nor do we wish to shut the door on it. My past is used to help me regain a sense of recovery and staying recovered. And it also helps me when I share my experience, strength, and hope with others that they can relate to me in knowing that I understand where they are coming from. The other day, I've met this really cool guy, and he's really involved in recovery. And his name is Brad, and I met him on one of the social media network channels. And Brad was saying, you know, hey, man, I, I know you talk a lot about recovery and you say you are recovered. What does that mean? So I thought, because I have a new audience out there with my um, TikTok followers, and many of you are out there just finding my website and my podcast or the podcast channels, recoveryguy.org. I thought I would spend a little bit more time on that. So today's podcast is called Recovery as a Lifestyle. You know, one of the things I am most grateful for in my personal journey are those I've met along the way. Some of the most invaluable people are friends of mine to this day. You've heard me talk about them before. Buddy C, obviously Jack Fisher, Slow Will, Fast Eddie P, Scott Shields, uh, Steve S. There are so many people who have been instrumental to me and my personal recovery. And again, these are men outside of Jack who are still alive and combined, they have approximately 198 years of personal recovery. Incredible when you consider. And these are men, along with many women that I met along the way, that sort of set the mark for me. These were people who not only came before me, but they came for more than just getting sober. Getting sober is the absence of alcohol or drugs or whatever other behavioral condition you may have brought along with you. They were taught and subsequently taught me and countless others from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, whether you agree with the Big Book or not is not essential. What I want you to believe in and agree with are the principles that are laid out. Just like I don't believe doctrinally with the LDS community. We have some doctrinal differences, but that doesn't mean that I don't appreciate that that in Utah, that God is sort of baked into the cake of the, the fabric of the society. I'm not a Catholic, and yet there's so many things that you can gain from the Catholic religion. I'm not Jewish, but there is a foundation and a reverence toward God. And you know where I'm going, right? So I don't need to believe exactly in, a, in a, another denomination or even the Buddhist network, right? There are so many things that I can pull from and I can draw from. I don't have to agree with everything, but I can agree in the principles of what they represent. And that's all I'm asking for you today right? Again, it's a higher power. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. You and I may not agree on who that higher power is, but we can come to an agreement on what that higher power does. So the word we cover 
recovered, and recovery are used throughout the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Depending upon where you research or what you read, anywhere between 50 and 60 times, those words are used in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the first 164 pages, all the way from the forward to the first edition, I think to page 146 or 150 or something like that. Recovery is taught as a goal, and there's many other things that are referred to that imply recovery or recovered, but aren't the same word, like we can get well. We can learn how to control our drinking, right? There are other things that imply a recovered state or indicate or describe a recovered state without using that word. But just those words alone, again, approximately 55 times in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I hope you understand that this is more about, uh, just more than, than just getting sober, right? Obviously, and I've said it before, to have sobriety, you must be sober, but just because you're sober doesn't mean you have sobriety. So Brad, this is out for you. This is about recovery. This is why I can call myself recovered. One of my friends and my sponsor today, Slow Will, just celebrated 42 years, January 1st of this year, 2022. And Slow Will used to, it still does to this day, but the first time I heard him introduce himself at a meeting, he said, hey, my name is Slow Will. I'm a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. And I was almost offended because it seems so arrogant, right? I call myself the recovery guy, but I would expect you to expect me to be recovered. I've been at this over 36 years. I'm coming up on 36 years of of continual sobriety in April 25th of this year, but I've been in this program Since February 9th of 1986, I've been on a journey, a path of recovery, even though my my sobriety date is April 25th. So I've been clean and sober and in a path of recovery ever since that particular date, right? So I would expect you to expect me, especially as a 12-stepper, someone who promotes the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, N-A-O-A-G-A-S-A-E-A, you name it. I believe in the 12 steps. I believe in the plan of recovery. I believe that we can get from point A to point B one day at a time for the rest of our life, right? So again, I've been doing this so long. Wouldn't you expect me to be recovered? Because if I'm at 35 plus years and I'm not recovered, but I, but I, I purport and I support a program that allows recovery, you would think, Robert, what are you doing wrong? What, what's, what's going on here, man? You're, you're offered a gift of recovery and you've been at this 35 years. And I understand that it's, that it's uh, progress, not perfection. We claim spiritual progress rather than spiritual perfection. I get all that, right? And I understand it's one day at a time. And I know I'm never cured, but those are different conversations, right? What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition, right? So I've worked the steps. I am recovered from that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I'm going to walk you through a couple things today. But really what the word recovered is, Brad, I want you to check this out. It means to make up for or make good 
on the loss, damage to oneself. To regain the strength, composure, balance of oneself. Isn't that crazy? To regain health after being sick, wounded, or alike. Boy, that is so important. Again, to regain health after being sick. Remember, we weren't bad people, even though we did bad things. Don't, don't get it twisted. I did many bad things, but I was never a bad person. I was a sick person trying to get well. Understand that. I know there's a lot of judgment out there by others who don't understand or who are reformed cigarette smokers or alcoholics or whatever, since they've overcome their condition or they say they have, they want to point the finger and say, well, you're weak, you're this, you're that, because you can't do it. We are, for those of us who are addicted and remain in our addiction, it says that we are locked in a progressive illness, a progressive illness over any considerable period. Things get worse, never better. We are sick people trying to get well. And I am one of them, and I am well. I have been restored to sanity. So check this out. And I want you to go look this up yourself. If you don't have a big book, go get a big book. If you need one, message me. I'll order one from Amazon, and I'll send it to you. I promise no charge. So here, here's the deal. I'm going to walk through a couple of these things. I noticed I'm, I mentioned, you know, anywhere between 50 and 55 times. But the forward to the first edition, they start out, Brad and others who, who are, who are uh, negotiating this term of recovered, right? You do the steps. You go through step nine and it says for the, by this time, sanity will have been restored. We do recover. Right. And then we use steps 10, 11, and 12 to stay recovered. Right. So recovered isn't a destination. Recovery is a plateau as part of our journey. Right. In order for me to keep what I have, I have to continue to do what I did to get it. Right. We don't coast uphill because there's this thing called gravity. And life and recovery is uphill. Therefore, I stay recovered by staying in a constant state of recovery. And that's how it works for me. That's why I clean house, I trust God, and I work with others, which are steps 10, 11, and 12 on a daily basis. And you ask anyone who knows me, from a family member to a friend, to a former coworker, to people that I sponsor or people that I connect with through my social media outreach. But here's the forward to the first edition. So if you're in 12 step or you want to learn more, understand that you have to accept the terminology. It's like me saying I want to be a Catholic, but I don't want to take communion, right? I, I, I want to be a Catholic, but I don't want to have confession, right? Or I want to be a Christian, but I don't believe in salvation. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? We can't treat this like a buffet. So in the forward to the first edition where this whole thing kicks off, it says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. 
to show other alcoholics precisely, and it is italicized, how we have recovered is the main purpose of the book. So the reason they wrote the book is to indicate their recovered state and to show you and me how to recover. The forward to the second edition says Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. The doctor's opinion, essentially the same thing. There is a solution on page 17. says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill, nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem in the family afterward, later on in the big book. So we think that cheerfulness and laughter make for usefulness. Outsiders are sometimes shocked when we burst into merriment over a seemingly tragic uh, experience out of the past. But why shouldn't we laugh? We have recovered. We have been given the power to help others. And it goes on and on and on and on. And again, I'm not trying to convince you of anything I'm just trying to help you understand that we have a way. We can recover. Now, what does that take? You know, again, I'm involved in a lot of social media. And you may agree, you may disagree with me. It's not going to change my outlook. It's not going to change my day. I think if we're preaching recovery, that's a good thing. But I need to be, part of recovery is examining everything, everything. You know, a lot of people, they use particular language that I don't use. I don't, I don't judge them because they use it, but I don't use it. I learned early on that I had to look at, I had to examine everything about me and be willing to change it. What was the source of my attitude? What was the source of my discontentment? What was the source of my language? What was the source of how I viewed others or how I cared for others or how I demonstrated my care for other people? These were everything, and that's part of recovery. You know, as we look at the steps, which, which are the stepping stones, which are the blueprint to my personal recovery, Look at what is examines. Step one examines my powerlessness and my admitting, right? My life is unmanageable. My way of doing things got me to a position that I lost everything. Maybe you haven't lost everything. Maybe, maybe we've raised a level, right? One of the things that Bill Wilson and the founders of AA and recovery, they, they said that, you know, they needed to raise the bottom. Not everyone had to lose everything that they did. I certainly didn't lose everything that they did. I lost more than some, but not as many as others. But we need to raise the bottom. So maybe you don't need to go through those things, but everyone has to admit their powerlessness in step one. And if you look at the steps there's an understanding our our human condition in step one. There's a, a, a transition 
to believing in something. Because obviously, if we believed in anything, I mean, believe, not just a thought, oh, I believe this, I believe that. No, belief, I usually act upon that which I believe. If I tell you I believe something, but I live contrary to that, do I really believe it? Or do I just want to believe it? Or do I just want you to think that I believe it? Am I just looking to get over? Which was usually the case for me in my addictive state. So I go from admitting that powerlessness, and this is all about recovery as a lifestyle, right? It's like, it's like the word love. You can say love all day long, but as long as you view love as a noun, you'll never convey your message of love because love is a verb. Recovery is a verb. The definitions I gave you, they were verbs, one with an object and one without an object, but they are verbs. Recovery is a verb. Recovered is the condition of having been in recovery. It's past tense. I have recovered. Uh, once again, I stay recovered. It's like what my sponsor, Will, said, so profound. When it comes to like step 10, right? Continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. That's a lifestyle. Talks about daily, semi-annual, and an annual house cleaning. That is a daily commitment. That is a lifestyle. That is something that I do. Will said to me, because, you know, it says, clear away the wreckage of your past, give freely what you find and join us. And when we look at steps four and five, that's what we're doing. We're making a fearless and moral inventory in step four. And then in step five, we admit it to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrong. So we're cleaning house. So by the time we get to six and seven and the defects of character and the shortcoming, and then we're further cleaning house by making a direct amends to such people wherever possible. And, you know, of course, making that list an eight and then, and then action in step nine. Then step 10 is continued to take personal inventory. So it's suggesting that we've already been doing that, which we should have. So Will would tell me, he said, if I clear away the wreckage of my present, it doesn't become the wreckage of my past, which I absolutely love because recovery is a lifestyle. Recovery isn't a destination. Recovery isn't something that I do once and leave it alone. That's one of the reasons I stay so active with social media. That's one of the reasons that I that I produce these podcasts every week and produce a blog every Thursday, right? The the podcasts come out on Tuesday, the blogs come out on Thursday, and I've got over 220 podcasts now. Um, I've got, you know, 150 blogs, whatever that number is, because I stay in recovery. I do the best I can for me because I know part of my commitment to my personal recovery is making a commitment to you. That is why I'm so diligent and try to be as consistent with my recovery as possible. And everyone can recover. I love in chapter five of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, 
Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. What is that path? That path is working through the steps to recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. See, I always thought my mind and body were hopeless. I always thought there was nothing for me. I always thought that that no matter what I did, I would always be a failure. And I that wasn't true. That was a lie. But it's it it felt true and I acted upon it in a negative response by needing to medicate because I was convinced nothing was going to change. And I found that it was never true, but it seemed that it was true. That is what we recover from. We recover from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And I love the progress that we make along this journey, along this road of recovery. So I do step two, and I start to get a glimmer of hope that maybe I can be restored to sanity, that I don't have to live on this on this trail, this this trap where I I run and I run and I run, but I don't get anywhere at all. And then I set aside my own personal misconceptions, and I come to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And then I become willing to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood God. So you can see me beginning to change. I'm letting go of old ideas. I'm starting to adopt new ideas. And then I begin the action work. This is all recovery. This is why we do the steps. Just like if I've told, and I've used this metaphor more than once. If I lean a ladder against the wall, and ask you to climb the ladder, how fair would I be to you or reasonable if I said, by the way, you can only touch every third rung of the ladder? Some of you wouldn't be able to do it by the length of your leg, the the, the length of your inseam. Some may not be healthy enough to make that stretch. Others may not trust height enough, right? So it's one step at a time as we go forward. And then we finally get to the top. And as Zig Ziglar would say, we have a view from the top. This is what recovery is. And, and we need to wake up every day, whether, whether you're six days, six months, six years, it really doesn't matter. We need to wake up every day and wonder what we can do each day, it says, for the man who's still sick. So we need to... And what we can do each day for the man who's still sick is to become the best possible version for ourselves that we can possibly be. And that is to live a recovered life as a lifestyle. And when I say I'm recovered, Brad and others, I'm not saying I'm done. (laughs) If you know me enough, you know that I I believe in self-examination that I learn how not to take myself too seriously. I take my recovery seriously. I take everything that I've learned how to do. That's why I don't do certain things or hang out in certain places or talk a particular way. That's why on TikTok, you'll never see me with gimmicks. Some of the people are really creative out there. I'm not one of them. I'm a content guy. 
I believe in recovery and I believe in the ABCs and the 12 steps and the plan of recovery and working with others and, and understanding God as we understood God. I believe in the 12 traditions. I believe in those things. I leave the gimmicks up to other people and let them reach who they're going to reach. I want a straightforward message with you that you can recover, that you can adopt recovery as your own personal lifestyle. Do we stumble and fall every now and then? Do we need to rely on others? That's why I still have a sponsor. As many of you know, when Jack died in, in January of 2019, on my drive back to Las Vegas, I called up my friend Will and said, Will, as you probably know, Jack has passed away. I need to get a sponsor. Will you be that person in my life? And well, of course he said yes. You know, we've known each other so long. He's been so influential in my life. But there was a number of people I could do that to. But I did it because I believe in recovery. I believe that if I'm going to suggest that you do something, go to meetings, read the big book, work the steps, get a sponsor, work with others, then I need to be doing those things as well. And as you grow in your own personal recovery, I want you to continue to do those things. Again, remember, to keep what we have, we have to do what we did to attain it in the first place. And that is recovery as a lifestyle. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time today. I hope this works for you. I hope that you understand where I'm coming from when I say I'm the recovery guy. I don't mean it from a standpoint of conceit or I think I'm better. Matter of fact, I know who I am. You know, I'm a child of God. And it wasn't if it wasn't for God's mercy and grace, I would not be chatting with you today. For the life of me, I do not understand why I was spared all that I was spared but I was. So based on God's mercy that I'm grateful for and the grace that I live in, I hope to continue to live this recovered life as long as possible. And when I pass away, I want to do so like Doc Irv and Abe the Plumber and Russian Ted and, and Jack Fisher and Texas Mike. I want to pass away as a person in active recovery. Hey, check my things out. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram, at recoveryguy on TikTok. Find me. Let me know what I can do each day for you as a person of recovery. And let's get this thing done one day at a time for the rest of our life. Remember, we got broken apart and we get whole together. My name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy.